This is Monday, September 25th, and we're starting our first week of the study entitled The Gospel And. For the next seven weeks, we'll be looking at how the gospel applies to all the areas of our lives. We also have community groups that go along with this study as well as the Sunday morning messages. Now, when you have a construction project, do you work from the instructions or do you set them aside and build on your own? I know some of us have learned the hard way. We've gone ahead without the directions and managed to arrive, well, at an undesired outcome. I'm speaking personally here. Usually I think I can figure things out on my own and I'm only going to consult the directions if I get stuck or if I encounter a serious issue. But by then, often the damage has been done, and there are times when it seems impossible to backtrack. Now we think about this today because examples in life can be helpful for us. Not too long ago, Sandy and I decided to complete a puzzle without consulting the puzzle box cover. The picture of the finished puzzle was there, but we thought, well, we could do it without it because the puzzle looked easy to complete. (laughs) Boy, were we wrong. Now that leads me to our text for today. This is Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. When Cephas, that's Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. Now think about it for a moment. How can Paul explain to the church in Galatia how important it is for them to stay focused on the gospel? The situation that had arisen in Galatia was that a group of Jewish believers, he calls them the circumcision group, showed up telling the church that Jesus opened the way for Gentiles to become a part of the Jewish faith. As a result, they told the Gentile believers that they needed to keep the law, including the traditions and ceremonial law. They also needed to be circumcised to prove their connection to the Lord. Paul could see how this would sow seeds of destruction in the church. If the people there got distracted from the grace of Jesus, they'd lose the freedom that they have in him. So to show them the truth of this, Paul tells a story of what happened at another church, the church in Antioch. Now, while Paul was visiting the church in Antioch, the apostle Peter came from Jerusalem to visit. Peter wanted to see how the Lord was at work among them. While there, Peter had no problem eating with Gentile believers. No doubt he spent time in their homes. He enjoyed barbecue and lobster tails and shrimp, shellfish, and other foods that weren't approved in the law for consumption that the Jews followed. Peter did this because the Lord had shown him that what he previously felt was unclean was indeed clean. And yes, the Gentiles could come to God through faith in Jesus. Well, while Peter was there at the church in Antioch, some Jewish believers showed up. These were people who clung to the distinctives of the Jewish law. 
That means they refused to eat with the Gentiles and they ate kosher. They took pride in the fact that they had come from the Lord's chosen people and they had kept the dietary restrictions placed on Israel. Rather than standing before the Jewish believers in Jesus and explaining the freedom that the Gentile believers had in Christ, Peter pulled back from fellowship with the Gentile believers and he refused to eat with them or visit in their homes. Now, of course, the Apostle Paul could see this for the betrayal that it was. Here was Peter, one of the three closest disciples to Jesus, defecting from the gospel back to the law. It was scandalous to Paul. So he confronted Peter face to face. This is one of the most dramatic scenes in the New Testament after the cross of Jesus. One apostle squaring off with another over the gospel. Now, Paul tells the church in Galatia about this confrontation for a number of reasons. First, they need to know that they're not the only ones who have been tempted to turn away from grace. Peter did this, and most of us find ourselves doing this at one time or another. Second, he wants them to see how serious a matter this is. As we saw last week, if you add anything to the gospel, well, it ceases to be the gospel at all. We quickly lose our joy when we're diverted from God's love for us. We have a new identity as God's children, one that we rest in and rejoice in. So let's do that. I want to go back to where we started today. I remember making a huge mistake one Christmas. Sandy and I bought a foosball table for the, as the big gift to give our kids that year. I assembled the table without giving careful attention to the instructions. The result was the whole table was set up for left-handed players. <laughs> it's funny to me now, but of course, my kids were right-handed. And so you can imagine the remarks that came on Christmas morning. Who put this together? Dad didn't pay attention to the instructions. They were right. I had to take that table apart and begin again. You see, with the gospel, it feels like we are often going back to the beginning, reminding ourselves of the basics. We have been rescued by Christ. None of this has to do with our performance. It's all of grace. That means it's a gift of God to us. We don't deserve it. So let's not make even the smallest addition. If we do, we'll find we lose the gospel completely. Let's pray together. Patient and loving Father, it seems you must remind us each day and restore us again and again to the joy of what we have been given in Christ. Help us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus, for we pray together in his name. Amen. Amen.